Here, in your world, things are important. But what about the things that aren't important anymore? Well, sometimes those things end up here, in Dilstonia, where the Jifflings live on their little Jiffling ship. They find these things that we throw away and fish them out of their sea so that they can recycle them and put them to good use once again. And here they are now, ready to work. Eccentric young pumpkin. Ooh, I'm ever so excited. The hedge, who was a very lazy jiffling. Like, hey man, is it time for bed yet? Albert, the ship's gardener. Who's been in me cabbage patch, Lake? Friedeline, a very bossy jiffling who keeps law and order on the ship. Come on now, jifflings, it is time for work. And Miss Katie, who is just a little bit vain. I'm not vain, I'm just really, really beautiful. Today, all of the jifflings are working in the kitchen, but there is something afoot. Whilst cleaning out the biscuit cupboard, Friedeline has got an unexpected surprise. No, 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 but this is all just crumbs. This is not the proper way that things should be. Hedge, have you been eating all the biscuits again? I only had, like, one brownie, man. Looks like someone's eaten all my study cakes as well. Oh, they also appear to have eaten the box. Whilst the poor, hungry jifflings inspected their empty cupboards, one jiff was notably absent. Miss Katie was nowhere to be seen, and she was often rather selfish. Miss Katie is the only Jiff left. She must have snaffled all of our treats. But before Friedeline could finish speaking, Miss Katie had made herself known. Ah! No! Yuck! Disgusting! Get them out of my room! What is this noise, Miss Katie? You are causing quite the commotion. It's horrible! It's the worst thing that could happen! Somebody's trampling me garden! No! Did, like, somebody throw all the beds away, man? No! Did somebody trespass on your family's land? No! It's the beast! On me mirror! Everybody turned to look at where Miss Katie was pointing to. Sure enough, poking out from behind her precious mirror was a long, winding, furry type of tail. <gasps> Bay's more scared us than war of him. That's why he's hiding you now. Come over here, little lad. Albert picked up one of the boxes he used for his gardening and pushed Miss Katie's mirror aside to scoop up the wee beast. And there he sat, in his little see-through box. Now, you or I might call their beast a mouse, but jifflings are very small and they live very far away. So to them, he was something entirely new. My grandfather once battled these. Fierce opponents they are, but terribly valiant. He needs to roam free, man. You can't lock him up. Fight for the right, beastie boy. We will not let him loose. It is totally impractical, Hedge. Albert, he will eat all of your plants. Hedge, he will nibble your bed. Pumpkin, he will go to sleep in your long, fiery hair. And Miss Katie, well, he has already taken over her dressing table. We must find a solution. I know what to do. We simply arrange a duel. 
between Miss Katie and the Beast. And whoever wins gets Miss Katie's bed. Ah! Oh no, now he's done it. I think Miss Katie is in a huge strop. I demand you throw him overboard. Und halt! This is wasting valuable cleaning time. We simply must find a solution. Just in time. That noise meant that an object, which had been lost or thrown away on Earth, had been caught in the Jiffling's net. Now, they had to work together to wind the net in and see what they'd found. For now, at least, they had to put their differences aside. Albert untangled the net, and there inside was the object. It was rather large, but that's okay, because their ship is as big as your imagination, and that's very big indeed. Wait, what's this like? Looks like a bit of a pot plant to me. Aye, that's what it is. A pot for planting army potatoes in. Oh, no it isn't. That's the jewellery stand where I can put all the gems that my admirers give to me. No, this is a tidy away. Where we can tidy all of these things away. I think it looks like a huge munchy man. Ooh. Silly hedge. Then, young Pumpkin stepped forward earnestly, as he often did when he felt particularly important. My great-grandfather, Chiffling, Sir Lord Pumpkin Esquire the Seventh, had one of these. Let me tell you the story of where it came from. All of the Jifflings settled down to listen as young Pumpkin sat himself on the story seat and got ready to tell the object's tale. Once, there was a very rich fellow called Baron Benjamin, who owned all of the land in the kingdom. He was very rich and very important, and so on his feet, he would wear great big boots to stomp around in. As soon as people heard the sound of the boots, they would tremble, because they knew the stomp meant that someone more important than them was on their way. For many years, Baron Benjamin was very angry, and so he would stomp everywhere. Clumpity, clumpity, stomp. And people would get out of his way. Then, one day, he saw a fair maiden. Was it me? No, Miss Katie. And you mustn't interrupt. Please carry on, young pumpkin. He saw the maiden, and he knew he loved her right away. But every time he stomped around in the important boots, she got scared and ran away. And he became very lonely. So, one day, when he was sitting at home in his huge mansion, on his huge estate, all by himself, he took one of the boots off. Then, he crept down into the village, and because he didn't stomp, nobody was scared or ran away. Soon, he got to talk to the other people, and to eat with them, and have lovely parties with gooseberry lemonade. And soon, he got talking to the fair maiden, too. And that was when he realised he didn't want to be alone. He wanted to live with all the other people, together. That they were more important than all his money and land. So he gave it all away to live alongside the others, and he forgot all about the stomping boot. Because, well, he just wasn't angry anymore. And and because the boot was lost or thrown away, it has ended up here. And now we've got to make a use of it. Indeed, Albert, for that is the Jiffling's purpose. 
And, really, it is our purpose too. It really would make a lovely jewellery boot. No! No! Miss Katie hung her head, a little ashamed, for sometimes even she knew she wasn't the most important. We are now what we can use it for, just like your great-grandfather would have wanted. We can all live together, including the little beastie. Albert opened the top of the box, but held one jiffling finger out, pointed at the mouse, and addressed him sternly. We can come and live in this boot lake, but only if you share. And you cannot eat all the biscuits. Way that's all right then. The mouse hopped into the boot, and all the jifflings could see he was very much at home. And now they had a wee beastie pet, who was very glad to be a part of their group and not feel on his own anymore. Everyone suddenly felt rather tired, for it is hard to learn important lessons while somebody else has eaten all of your biscuits. So they all yawned and stretched and knew that it was time for bed. Good night, young pumpkin. Oh, good night. Good night, Albert. Well, I'll see you in the morning, Lake. Good night, Friedeline. And it is a good night. Yeah. Good night, Miss Katie. Night, night. Good night, Hedge. Hedge? Oh, I think the Hedge is asleep already. And goodbye to you, wherever you are. Hopefully next time you see a thing that you might throw away, you'll stop and see if you can use it again, just like our friends the Jifflings. And maybe the thing you use again will have a story to tell too. Goodbye! Bottleship was written mostly by me, Charlie Conquest. And a tiny little bit by me, Ben Mullins. All voices were performed by Charlie and Ben, and all audio production was by Ben. Thank you for listening to Bottleship. We hope you enjoyed it. Goodbye. Goodbye.